What's up? <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Outlet Podcast. This is Connor. This is Paisley. And I learned that from Michael Scott from The Office. <laughs> yeah, we've been watching The Office quite a bit. Like in the last, what, just two weeks, I feel like? Did we start well, two weeks last ago? Probably weeks? like month. Yeah. I've never seen The Office. And so. Pacey's like, you need to watch it. It's not on Netflix in the United States, but here in Germany, it is. Yeah, so I think we talked about it like last week or the week before that. And everybody's probably like, yeah, we can't watch it. Because I think it's on like Peacock or something. I don't know. But anyways, we're taking things in our own hands. I don't know what I'm saying, but we're ta- we're watching it right now, making sure... <laughs> I was like, where are you going with I that? didn't know where I was going with it because I was thinking of something else, but then I remember we were talking about The Office. Okay, well, what were you thinking about? I was thinking about my life updates. Okay, let's jump right in. Because half of my team is hurt. Yeah. Uh, sadly, um, uh, Darian uh, had a major injury, and he had surgery this last Tuesday, and um, the surgery went well, but it was very... It's, the Katie Clay Thompson. Um, there's one more person. Oh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Achilles, we're just we're just Achilles really sad. We feel really like we so. really feel for Darian right now. So yeah, we're just trying to make sure our friend stays happy and yeah, that's t- that's just tough. And so our prayers go out to him and his girlfriend. Um, and then we have another teammate that rolled his ankle and it's been black and blue for the last like two weeks. And then another one that pretty much broke his foot a little bit. And so he's been out for a month. And so, and these are players that have started and have played many minutes. Yeah. So that's one of my life updates. Sorry. That's what I was thinking about. Well, one of mine is... I've started to get, like, really, really anxious about going home and seeing my, like, nieces and nephews and my family. Like, I'm getting so excited to just, like, spend time with them. I'm going to be spending spending two weeks with my family and just trying to spend, like, good time with them. And then we'll be living with Bailey, Connor's sister, and her three kids and one on the way. So we are just super excited. Well... Yeah, I'm going to say we. Speak speak for yourself. Oh my gosh, whatever. We are so excited to (laughs) like see them and be with family again. I feel like I'm going to be a babysitter. Yeah, we for sure will. But I mean, we're the fun aunt and uncle that have no kids. So we can like spend a lot of time with them. I'm the funkle. And I'm the fun aunt. No, you're just auntie. I am auntie. That's it. Honestly, I love being auntie. I love I love like having nieces and nephews. It's literally so much fun. So I have four on my side. Um, my sister has four kids. Um, and then on Connor's side, oh my gosh, each person has three kids. And Bailey has four coming. So going to be 10 kids. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Connor and I got to start soon, so whoa, <laughs> so we can have our kids TMI. be TMI. friends with their cousins. 
<laughs> we haven't really talked about it, guys. So this isn't any breaking news. <laughs> but yeah, so that's one of my life updates. And another one is like kind of what Connor already, what we already talked about with the office. But we've been watching you. We watched the first part. Like I think there's four episodes of you that just came out on Netflix. And then we've been watching the office and I've started watching the perfect match. It's also like, it's like a Netflix reality TV dating show with all like the reality TV Netflix stars from like love is blind temptation Island, the, the circle too hot to handle, like a whole bunch of just, I don't know. It's good. It's been good so far. Not my cup of tea. Um, speaking about tea, my last life update <laughs> is I've been really liking chai tea, like a chai tea latte. Oh, it tastes so good. And there's a nice little cafe here in Munster that um, has a really tasty chai tea. I took Connor there. It's called Cafe. Uh, you took me there? Yeah, it's called Cafe 19 Sieben. I'm pretty sure. Or it's 9 Sieben. I can't remember. But... um. Yeah, that's where we had like the brunch that oh, you didn't oh, okay, really like. Okay. I thought you meant like we got like tea or something or boba tea or whatever. Oh, no. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, that must have been Callie or something. Yeah, but well, I, Callie and I went there too. But yeah, so I'm probably going to get a chai tea latte today too. Plus, it's been cold, so it just tastes really good and warms your body up. Or that's we my go get real food. Yeah, of course. I'm not saying I'm going to have chai tea as a meal. I am hungry, though. Where do you want to eat your lunch today? I know. We'll decide that later. Okay. My my other life update is nothing crazy or spectacular, but I have finished, I think, five books this year so far. You're catching up to me. Yeah, but that's, but before, okay, <laughs> she thinks she's amazing because she read five books, which that's it is most, amazing. That's like the most books I've read in the past, like, seven years, but probably the decade of my life. But what she doesn't understand, I'm reading five other books right now, and I'm 150 pages plus in all five of those. Yeah, Connor reads, like, well, Con- I read nonfiction books. Wait, is that right? I read nonfiction? You read fiction. Books. I read fiction books and Connor reads nonfiction book, like self-help books. So I think, I feel like it's easier to like start and mid stop in those books. But with like fiction books, you kind of have to finish them before you start another, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I used, I used to be the same way, but then I'm like, you know, if I'm reading this book and I can, um, uh, relate it to the other book. And I like doing that and seeing where I like, like where my interest is. And then I just read to where my interest is. Yeah. So I'm entertained and I have. Well, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and one of the girls was saying how all these self-help books, they're all pretty much saying the same thing. But obviously with every like different book you read, you get something different out of it and you could even read the same book over and over again and get something different out of it every single time. So that's just what she said about kind of like self-help. Yeah. I I mean, I read a lot of business books. Yeah. Not just self, self-help. self And my self-help book is actually like 
it's a it's like a very old 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 book it's an old writer like he wrote in the early i mean late 1800s early 1900s and i do not think it is anything close to any of the other self-help books oh that i've read yeah i bet decade decade like uh different time eras change things because obviously like our parents have different mindsets than like the generations now yeah that's cool yeah that's that's all i have pretty much yeah that's our life updates let's get right into like the meat of the episode today we're talking about mental toughness and competitive mindset i mean first off i just want to say when we're talking about this yes a lot of it pertains to sports but this this like can relate to everything in life with your with going to school with going and doing your job every single day to your friendships to your relationships like there's so much that this topic can help you just in your full life yeah and to add on that like we are just kind of going based upon our experiences what we've done in our own life and so we're not professionals we're not trying to give you yeah. advice if this is just for entertainment if you purposes. haven't noticed by now connor and i this podcast we're speaking and it's our thoughts and opinions they're all opinions that's it some might be very good opinions though and you probably should listen <laughs> <laughs> but yeah obviously connor and i are no professional in health and well or mental toughness and competitive mindset we just are going off our own experiences and situations that have helped shape us to have these sort of attributes. Yeah, that is true. So what one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the mental toughness one or the competitive mindset one? Let's start with mental toughness. Okay. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Well, let me just like define it because I looked on the internet. This is from wiki. But mental toughness is a measure of individual resilience and confidence that may predict success in sports, education, and the workplace. I love that it said like confidence in there as well as resilience. Because mental, when you think of mental toughness, at least when I do, it's like persevering. Hmm. Like at a healthy, positive, like forward trajectory. Yeah. Just one step at a time. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like coming out, like mental toughness does not always equate to like success, but seriously, just resilience and confidence. Those are the big parts. So I think mental toughness, um, I think the best way to explain it is probably like a story from my strength coach. I got off my mission and i was riding on what are the bikes called the assault bike i was riding on the assault bike and like he was pushing me because i just got off a mission i was out of shape and like i was going hard i was going hard as i possibly can and i think one of the players came in and they're like oh you're doing that workout like that's crazy and the strength my strength coach laughed and he's like yeah this kid likes like being in situations where He's comfortable of being uncomfortable. And I thought that was very interesting. And that like always like stuck with me. Cause like then when I have to do something hard, I like remember those words of like, Oh, I like, 
I like being uncomfortable because that makes me comfortable. I don't know. That's weird to think about, but that's kind of like mental toughness to me. Yeah. You're just pushing through. Like what I even think about is like preseason running, running and doing conditioning with the teams. Cause a lot of the times we're all kind of out of shape. We're trying to get back into shape and it's tough. And the different types of workouts we're doing literally just are so tiring and you feel like you can't like go anymore. But the mental toughness that you benefit from is like pushing through those moments, getting past the fatigue. And honestly, I've heard this before. Your mind goes before your body goes. So, so that's why mental toughness is so important because like we think in our minds that, oh, our body can't go anymore. We need to stop. But if you can push through that, if you can train yourself to continue to like push through hardship, push through like conditioning, push through Connor's assault bike workout and go farther, your mental toughness will get stronger and you'll like have more confidence in your ability because you're doing stuff your mind legitimately thinks you can't do. Yeah. And that's, and that's why I think it's important like to do hard things. And so the reason why we do conditioning is obviously to be in better shape and to be in peak performance, to play against the best athletes in the world. But I think a key factor in why we lift weights and why we push ourselves and why we do certain things is just to train the mind. Cause the mind is lazy. Like Paisley said, it wants to quit early and wants to rest. It doesn't want to do anything. But when you put it in situations like that constantly and you push yourself and you build yourself and you have those like private victories within your mind of saying like, I don't know if I can, you know, bench 225 five times and then you work towards that and you work really hard and then you eventually get it. Then, you know, like, oh, if I can do it there, I can do it in other aspects of my life. And then it starts this vicious cycle of of you being disciplined and training your mind to continuously go after things that that you want and so i think discipline and mental toughness are tied at the hip and it starts with you being disciplined in your craft or in your mind and then eventually it'll lead to mental toughness like when hard things come you know if you uh are on the right path that you can overcome those things that you can climb the mountain get to the summit but not mostly like getting to the summit is the most important part, but it's the journey of you overcoming, you know, cliffs, rocks, obstacles, and you just enjoy the fact of you being disciplined and mentally tough throughout the process. I like that. And even on top of that, doing those sort of like if you're in a group setting and you're doing these like tough activities, tough uh work jobs like if you're in a group and you're doing it together and you're getting through like if you accomplish something with a group of people those people that you do it with you just become closer with you trust them in in those hard moments that you have to rely on them and i think i think that's great that i think that helps um your mental too because sometimes we can't do things on our own and we need the support of others yeah that's for sure i think some of the like best teammates that I've had um, like they understand that when like, for example, like 
they pass you the ball and then you can hear them say like, shoot it, shoot it. Like you like, that just gives you like added like confidence. And so that also helps in situations where, you know, like you may be, cause you're, you're not always on like the top of your game. I think that's a, that's a myth that you always have to be on top of your game. You have to be the best you can. And actually bringing that up, I watched a video about Michael Jordan and everyone was like, Oh, he's so competitive. He was so hardworking. And I watched this video and Dennis Rodman like took his vacation or whatever and Phil Jackson was going to make him run and they're going to do like the Indian running where everyone gets in a circle and the back person has to run to catch the front person and Michael Jordan pretty much told this whole team like hey like don't run hard like I ain't here to to kill myself and so I'm like oh that's an interesting mindset for the greatest basketball player in the entire world that everyone thinks he's like invincible. Um, But what happened was Dennis Rodman got in the front and he ran as hard as he possibly could. And the guy couldn't catch him after four laps of running as fast as he, as fast as he could. So like, again, like maybe Michael wasn't in the zone to condition, but someone else was, and then eventually pushed him because he is a competitor to then that kicked him in the zone. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, sometimes it's good to have help and I'm not like trying to like say Michael Jordan isn't all that, but I'm just saying like we all have our moments. Yeah. Yeah. That makes us human. Like not everybody wants to work hard every single day. And sometimes you need the support of others to kind of push you to get into that mindset. Cause not everybody works, wakes up, like ready to go that is true so what do you think the process of having a mentally tough mind is like to break it down for people because we kind of like gave them stories and experiences and different situations but like if they wanted to learn and implement something what would you say well i think something that they could do is what you said like put yourself in in uncomfortable situations and learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable because that that pushes you like I've always heard when I was growing up it was like push yourself out of your comfort zone go out of your comfort zone because that's where you can grow the most so like when you're doing things that make you uncomfortable you're not like relying on your day-to-day routine that just gets you through and kind of shows like That's safe. That's familiar. But if you're maybe jumping out of your comfort zone and doing something different, if you're like, like, for example, if you are super comfortable, like working out in a personal gym or by yourself, maybe you could go to the gym, a public gym and go work out there and put yourself in that uncomfortable situation because then you can learn that like genuinely nobody is paying attention to anybody but themselves in the gym they're working on themselves they're trying to better themselves so that can try to get your mindset to be like okay well yeah i can work out here if it was a maybe a fear of yours because you think people are looking at you that's one way i i I honestly think if you push yourself and past your limits of what you think you can do that's how you grow in mental toughness yeah. I have I have another story that I was just thinking about and this was actually I think I was in 4th grade. 
and I was playing, I was playing football. I was playing tackle football. And actually, fifth grade is the grade you like start to play, but um, they allowed me to play up with with the older kids. And I remember at practice, um, after every practice, we would do conditioning, would do sprints, and I was straight chilling. I wasn't running hard. I was wasn't running fast. Just run down, touch the line, come back. And my dad was like, "Like, what are you doing?" And I was just like, "Well, like we're running, and like I don't want to get like super tired or anything." And he's like, "Well, the only way you get faster is um is if you uh, if you sprint, if you run as fast as you can, and if you don't, then you're not going to get any faster." And so then I started like to take it more seriously. Um, started to run faster. And then the next year I came and I played with kids my age and I was like one of the slowest ones on the team. And obviously I got crap in my family from Bailey like, oh, you're slower than this kid named Mason. And that didn't, that didn't make me like super, super happy. And so I just remember what my dad said, like this run is like as hard as you can. And so even though I wasn't as fast as some other kids, I knew that I was going to work as hard as some of the other kids. And like, let's fast forward this now. So that was fifth grade. Now we got to eighth grade and I was one of the fastest kids on the entire team. So that didn't happen. That didn't happen overnight. Yeah. And it took a while, but like eventually like hard work and like keeping at it and then like doing all things full speed as hard as I can eventually like gave me opportunities to be best at that point and then to move on to high school and to work that like no like I knew that I could like catch people if I just worked hard and trained hard and trained different and so that's another like story of like of I wasn't like mentally strong at the time because I knew like I was gonna get tired but then my dad like said like no this is like what you need to do so I think what I'm saying is like parents need to need to guide their kids but not control them Mm -hmm. and it's important for kids to make decisions for themselves too yeah exactly but like going back to the mental toughness besides besides all that um i think i don't know i kind of think in steps i think in like bullet points i think the first thing is like you need to like know your priorities you need to know why you're doing something and if you don't know why then you're not going to have the mental fortitude or toughness to get through it. Yeah, because there's no end game. There's there's no end there's game. There's there's no towards. there's no there's no uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, as they would say. And then I think commitment is the next thing. So you have your priorities. You know why, and then you commit, and you kind of know like what lies ahead, like what you need to do, and you can't shy away from the things that you need to do. So there's going to be ups and downs, uh, ebbs and flows, and you're going to have, this is the third step, you're going to have to see those through. You're going to have to accept challenges and overcome those. And then the fourth thing is, like, as you accept those challenges, overcome them, navigate through this complex, you know, arena of life, like, you have to understand what you can control and what you can't control. You can control how you talk to yourself. You can control how um, your attitude, how you respond to things. And then eventually, I think the fifth thing is 
small and simple things, great things come to pass. And so it might not made like you made a huge step forward. So in fifth grade, me working hard looks like I didn't make any step forward, but eventually eighth grade, it actually benefited. Mm-hmm. And then you get in that cycle and you see small victories and do different things and it becomes something that turns to be out like beautiful. I think like the last thing I want to say about mental toughness is like the confidence part when you are maybe struggling or like don't have um, the confidence in you to like accomplish something like that is not mental tough to me. I think confidence goes hand in hand with mental toughness. You don't have to be like the most confident person and think like you're going to absolutely accomplish everything you can be confident in like i know i'm a hard worker i'm confident in that i know i can push through the limits that i think i've set for myself like that's the type of confidence that you need like the true confidence in yourself i'm i'm confident and i know i'm a good person so i'm confident in that i'm confident because i know i'm like friendly to others and I can uplift others, and I can be a good teammate, I can be a team player. Like, those are the type of confidence I think really helps mental toughness. Because when you, when at your core, you are confident in who you are as a person, I, I don't mean looks, I don't mean ability, I literally mean as a person. Like, I think that's really where, like, one confidence can flourish and grow and your mental toughness can like continue to persevere and you can push through the challenges that you are faced every day. Yeah. I just think that goes back to kind of like you commit to something and then you see something through Mm -hmm. and that just shows you that like that's a small victory within itself because if you can do that, because it gets to a point maybe that you don't feel like, Hey, this is not like what I want to do, but you did it to the best of your ability and you knowing that you did it to the best of your ability, like you can do something else and maybe it will benefit you even more. But just the fact that you, you know, put you put the one foot forward in front of the other for a long period of time, like that's a victory within itself. That's again, like the process is more important than the result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that because like moving on to the competitive mindset, like being competitive there's like there's a i feel like it's on a teeter-totter like you can be too competitive and you can be not competitive enough in like life in sport in work in whatever like so i feel like there's a good balance of being competitive and it looks different for everyone but like i read um i found this article by Rebecca Lewick. She kind of explains five different ways to have like a greater competitive mindset and maybe even change it. Cause like you can teach your kids like a positive way to be competitive because there's are some nev- negative ways where it can be detrimental to like how you see success. So one of the ways is that I read about was like being able to connect winning with effort. Because winning doesn't always mean like you're lucky or winning doesn't always mean your skill was better than the other person's. Like 
winning winning can be because of your effort and because different circumstances happened. So I think that's I think that switch in your mindset where like winning is successful like because of the effort you've put in instead of like maybe the stats you have on the board or whatever can kind of change how you view like your own abilities does that make sense yeah yeah no no i was just thinking about like okay so i have this tool of being mentally tough i have a competitive competitive uh spirit and i put a lot of work in but that doesn't equal success because we read about people so let's just like for example like let's like talk about boxing and we hear like Mike Tyson like won the boxing match. And then after he's like, yeah, he trained for six weeks and he did, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah, we know about the winner because he's the winner. But the loser, guess what? He did the exact same thing sometimes. Yeah. They do the exact same thing, but they don't get the result they want. Maybe even do it better and more. And they just have like maybe one slip up or one mistake or something. Yeah. Something just didn't happen. And so then. We're like, oh, this is like, this is what winners do. But guess what? Like losers do it too. It's just not, you're not guaranteed to always win. Guess what? There's been multiple times in my life where I know I put in more work and the result didn't go in because guess what? My shot just wasn't falling for a couple of months or something. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that that it was a complete failure. Does that make Not sense? Not at all. Yeah, I agree. Another one of the things that um, she said is like redefine success. I feel like those two go hand in hand because like success doesn't always mean winning. Success is like overcoming a challenge. Success is helping out a teammate succeed themselves, being like happy for another teammate. There's success in the little things every single day. Like there's a woman on TikTok that talks about pockets of peace and she goes through her day and she just finds these little moments that she appreciates that she's grateful for. And it's her little pockets of peace that she like has in her life. And those are little successes throughout her day that she's choosing to focus on. And what, how do you think that relates to competitiveness? Like success when you're competitive, you always want to win, no matter what. But winning can be successful in different... Like, you don't always have to win to be successful. Like, I... My college team, BYU, our team, my junior year, we were not successful. We lost, I think, the first round of the WCC tournament. Maybe the second round, I can't remember. But the next year, because of that loss, because of that, that like failure for us, we were able to build on that and try to persevere and become a better team the next year. You know what I mean? Like you can build and work on things just because we lost. Like I was still competitive in that game. I was still competitive after, but I gained from that like loss. I didn't win. So I'm still competitive no matter what. So another point that she set, talked about was learn from the competition, which I think that's what we've talked about for, with the like the mental toughness and 
um, now to this, like you can learn from everything. You can learn from the competition that you go through. So we didn't win in the my junior year in the first round. So what what are we going to learn from that? We can learn to not take advantage of like what we think we have. Yeah. I think be complacent. I think there's a big misconception in in the in the world actually because everyone's like you learn your greatest lessons through failure through losing through you know kind of as like your downfall and personally for me i think you just you just learn whatever experiences you go through win or lose yeah and you might win but you might have not played as good and you might learn more in that win than you did in a loss. But people with the with their mindset of, oh, we lost, now we need to learn. But when we win, it's, oh, we just need to move on. Like, that worked. It's like, okay, like, how did you win? Did you actually play good? Like, what was the other team? Like, was it more skill? Was it more luck? And then you you learn from those, those, uh, those experiences. Yeah, people always like, say it's a lot easier to, like, have fun and like have good like practices when you're winning like but I do think I agree with you like coaches need to remember like players need to remember that yeah although you're winning you still have a lot to learn from which I which I appreciated from my coaches because it was always like yeah we won great like let's relish in the success but then like let's look at the film we can do this better we can do that better yeah and work on it yeah and you know it's just I mean, I think the freaking goal of life is just to be a lifelong learner. And you have unique own experiences in your own life that are kind of tailored to you and your personal like nature of yourself. They're there just to teach you to derive whatever lesson you need to get out of it. Win, lose, neutral, whatever it is. Um, so my competitive mindset is kind of like a little different I feel like then those points are a little, not like not much. Um, I kind of see competition as like a yardstick for me. So my competitive mindset comes because I want to be the best that I can. And whenever I face an opponent, I want to measure myself um, of where I'm at with the competition, not comparing myself to the competition just to see where I'm at personally and where I can get better. Mm-hmm. And so that's what kind of like drives me um, um, to like to be the best I can. So I'm not afraid uh, to lose, even though I don't like it, but I'm also not afraid to win. I feel like people, some people are afraid to win or are afraid of success because what it brings. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I just can't relate. What do you mean? I've never been afraid to win. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Some people are afraid to win. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I just can't relate. I don't yeah. know how that's possible. So that doesn't like make sense in my mind. Well, yeah, some people are afraid to like, you know, like if they have like a bunch of success and they have to live up to that success. Oh, the pressure that's built the on pressure. to the success. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I can understand Like that. pressure is somewhat like kind of an earned thing. Yeah. Like 100%. if you don't like 
the people like, for example, the people that are the number one team and they're not expected to lose, like that's like a good pressure to have. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from the pressure. Yeah, exactly. And then like, again, like again, what I'm saying is competition isn't a much about like your opponent, but it's about like where you're at and to finish up kind of like what you're saying is winning is a skill. Mm hmm. You've always said that. Yeah, winning is a skill. And so if you don't like train yourself to win, and if your parents are like, you know, everyone's a winner, then they're not teaching that important skill. Yeah. Like with you saying that, I think it can be so easy to, like, when I think of when you're saying like winning is a skill, there's so many moments like in my life in basketball games where like games are close. And the team that has done it more often and has been in those situations that know the skills and know how to stay mentally tough, stay competitive, stay aggressive, stay calm, stay calm in those situations are the ones that usually come out on top. The ones that aren't afraid. I remember saying this all the time, like, like, and my coaches, like, don't be what did they say? One second, one second. Can, can I say something? Because this came to my mind. Yeah. Because you couldn't relate. So some people, some teams at that moment are afraid to make a play. So they're afraid to win. Yeah. That's kind of what I was explaining earlier. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. And that's even what I'm saying now. Like, don't like, what did my coaches used to say? They said something like, don't be... How did, I can't remember. It was something like choose, uh, don't be afraid to win or like, it wasn't that, but it was like, don't, you're, don't be scared to lose. I can't remember. Do you, do you know anything that, do you know the, anything co- that your coaches said? No, I wasn't at practice. No, I, but I feel like it's, I feel like it's a common thing that coaches say. Don't be afraid to win. Maybe that's what it, maybe that's literally what it is, but like, no, you would remember that because that's what I said. I know, but w- I guess what I'm trying to say with that is like sometimes, like maybe overtime. Overtime is a great example. Like sometimes I've noticed when teams play overtime, they're not as aggressive. They're not doing the same exact thing they've done that's worked like in the previous quarters. And it might be because of the pressure and the mental toughness that they have. They're like, oh my gosh, only have five minutes. I got to make sure every possession counts, but then they're too much thinking about it and not just playing. I think I know what you're talking about. Don't play to lose, play to win. Yes, that's that's exactly. Don't play to lose, play to win. And um, They play to lose in that situation because they're being... So say, just to go on top like with, with what you're saying is, we're up by 20 and there's eight minutes left in the game and we're just trying not to turn the ball over, but us trying not to turn the ball over, we're not attacking. Yeah, don't play not to lose, play to win. Yeah. Yeah, and, pe- and people just get, people people lose their minds at, in those parts of the games. The craziest turnovers, I feel like, happen in overtime with, like, teams that aren't mentally or tough. Just the last, literally last two or three minutes of yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, and so, again, because I, like logically like to think about these things like like a process or a step and i was thinking more of like i was thinking more of like not like you could use this as like an adult too but i was thinking more of like kids 
but this is obviously for everyone. So for a competitive mindset, I think the first thing you have to have is passion. Yeah, for sure. You have to care about what you're doing. And this goes back to like mental toughness, the priorities, the passion. You can kind of, you can put them in the same bucket and that passion leads like you like to knowledge because you want to know everything about what you're doing about the game you want to know the 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 moves the techniques the the business lingo whatever it is the tiktok the dances so you like start to educate yourself you're you're passionate enough like to dive deeper and deeper than everyone else and then once you like learn and teach yourself you go to work and then that work you cannot miss that step that's a very important step the work you start to apply the knowledge, the work, and you start to play. And then you start to teach yourself how to win coupled with those things. Mm. So that's the next step. And then fifth and the final is it's, it's just a process. It just repeats itself. And the process, like I said earlier, it's not much of a competition of others. You don't focus on others as much as you focus on, again, the mental toughness of what's going on inside. Yeah. So you're like, you know, I didn't like, I played against this kid. I only scored two points. He guarded me the entire game. He made me go left the entire game. And then you just like think about things and like, okay, like what are some drills that I can do? Like going better left or like what, like what, like you just think about it over and that should occupy your mind. And that's how, you know, like you start to get a competitive mindset. So you say to yourself in a situation like this, you got me this time, but I can't wait to see you again. Yeah. And that's how I think about that, it. That's for sure. When you say that, it's literally a competitive mindset. Because you're wanting to do better the next the next time, you personally. It's not like, I feel like you can, too, for you to be successful and be competitive does not mean someone else can't be. You both can be. Oh, yeah. And, and another way to look at it is sometimes you have a tough matchup and you know it's a tough matchup. And rather than like saying like, oh, like, let's see what happens or like what's going to happen. You just be like, you know, like you can be like, let's see where I'm at. Like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be ex- exciting. Yeah. Like, let's see if a I can. Measure. Yeah. Let's let's see if I can uh, fight and brawl and do what I need to do to, to get the job done tonight. And sometimes you will. And sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. But it's about the competitive mindset. And then again, after you say, well, you're not going to get me next time. We're like, I got you that time. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep coming at you. So that's kind of how I think about a competitive mindset. It's not much of a, I'm better than, better than you. I'm going to beat you and whatever. It's more of like a reframing of, I don't know. I guess it's just reframing of my mind. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I hope you guys maybe have learned something from us or have thought about things that you haven't before had a brighter or open uh brighter had a wider mind open i don't even know what i'm trying to say at this point let me ask you one more question before we go who's the most competitive person you know you it's me yeah connor is so competitive like no matter what we're playing it does not matter what we're playing like he said he's a he said something like He's he's a good loser and a good winner. I have no idea what he said. No, no, no. I learned from losing and winning. 
I'm not a good loser and I'm not a good winner. He's this is what I always say about Connor. He's a sore loser and he's a sore winner. Facts. Yeah, so Connor Connor needs to work on that sometimes just outside of a competitive sport because in cards sometimes he just he Hey, gets everyone's crazy. Pray, everyone's praying for my downfall when we play games. Yeah, because he's so annoying. And sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And Connor always thinks when we're playing cards or something that I'm always going for his head, but I'm not. No, no, no. I'm no, just that going is true. to win. No, most people do try to get me out or go for my head, particularly Paisley. She would have more not. joy. She would have more joy in seeing my downfall than me even getting remotely that close is to so win. Funny. She would rather lose the game, I'm gonna but make sure that I don't win. I'm going to mute your mic. <laughs> just kidding. But no, Connor literally thinks that for some reason. That's, no, I've I know never that. thought of that ever in my like life, but for some reason he in his mind thinks that like I go after him. Like I literally live rent free in his head, but I'm really not. I'm just trying to win. I do what it takes to win. I don't care if my grandma, if my grandma's cheating, which my grandma cheats all the time in cards games. <laughs> if runs she's in, cheating, runs in the family. I've ne- I do not cheat in games. Oh, rent free in your head. You're just saying, oh my gosh, you're just saying things. Connor has a skewed perception of reality right now when it comes to card games and me. No, I don't. Last time I won. Connor, you're making zero sense. I did not say anything about winning or losing. I said you have a skewed mindset in card games when it comes to me. Oh. (laughs) Not about winning or losing. What the heck? Because I seriously don't come for your head. I do what it takes to win and so let's she just comes, say so, to, so that makes sense if she needs to win she needs to come at my head that's why she's always going at my head because I need to be taken out okay it doesn't, doesn't work though <laughs> sometimes it does well guys thank you so much for listening to outlet we enjoy doing this and if you guys have any suggestions for future episodes please go to outlet dot the podcast on Instagram DM us and let us know what you think Also, please, if you want to, you can leave a review and uh, rate our podcast on anywhere you are listening to this sweet thing. And we hope to see you guys next week. Please go to the Outlet Podcast Instagram and tell me who you guys like better. (laughs) What? (laughs) Choose. Okay. Connor Paisley. Bye, guys. Connor.